Good morning from the Jam Space Podcast. This is Zach Cry, and I want to thank you guys for making our bonus episode last Friday a success. Talking about Bandcamp Friday with Andrew Bansal from Metal Assault Records. Um, he reached out to me to thank me. Apparently, we got a big boost on that. So, Bandcamp Friday is always a great day for artists and musicians. While we're on the subject, I want to tell you guys about my little Bandcamp community. I know. In the past few episodes, I've been referring to it as a mailing list, but it's not really a mailing list. I mean, you join up, and I will be able to send you emails and stuff should I choose to, but normally I just post to the little community board, and it's it's almost like a, um, a social media platform in itself. It sort of looks like a Facebook news feed, but you're only going to see you know stuff I've been posting uh, specifically for the people that follow me on Bandcamp. Nobody else can see it. Um, I put a lot of new stuff up there before it comes out to the public. I put a lot of free stuff up there. I uh, share a lot of things that are going down behind the scenes. Uh, it's a really cool spot to be. So just go to zackcry.bandcamp.com and click that follow button and you'll immediately be put into my community and you will see all the messages I put up from now on. Um, I'm not sure if you can go on there and see the backlog of stuff that we've been putting, but if you can, I mean, there's all kinds of free download codes, discount codes for the merch in our store. Um, I always send exclusive stuff to that community before anybody else sees it. I mean, I really am trying to cultivate a strong uh, community and group in there, so... Like I said, zackcry.bandcamp.com, and we also got pre-orders for All the Same up for just $5 right now. That's coming out on April 9th, so it's just around the corner, guys. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to this show, and today we have Mr. Jesse Lee. He is one-third of the Austin psych rock band Day Eater. He's the best one-handed guitarist I've ever met, and they just released a new song called Sweet Earth. And it is a thing. Did you ever have to blow your mind to feel the air you breathe? Oh, take a step back, relax yourself to be free is all you need. I wait till that time just to see your reflection crashing down down from the sky. I need the sunshine free, the natural light is bleeding through the rivers. What's up, Jesse? What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Good to have you on. Thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, thinking of me, reaching out, and, you know, setting this thing up. Absolutely, man. Not a problem. I'm just adjusting some levels real quick here. Uh, so how you been, man? Uh, I've been well. We've been doing good. Uh, survived the Arctic freeze that had a stranglehold here in Central Texas for a little while. We've been about 65 hours without power and without water during, like, the coldest days of recorded history or some bullshit like that, so. 
That oh, was, are we allowed to curse on this? I forgot yeah. to ask the rules. You, we can do whatever we want on this, man. <laughs> okay, you know, I know some people get like demonetized or you know whatever. No, nah, there's no monetization here, bro. I do this for the love of it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh uh, yeah! Well, cool, man. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, we that's, just... So, what was that like being stuck in the house and stuff? I mean, did you have good shelter and all that while that was going down? Uh, we hung out in my apartment, you know, and so I have a pet snake, and so um, uh, I threw my my pet snake in like a pillowcase, and then kind of like put him in my jacket and slept with my snake in bed for like maybe three days. Wow. Two nights at least, yeah. <laughs> they keep you warm? <laughs> uh, you know, like we kept each other warm. You know, warm, believe the warm-blooded thing. But uh, yeah, man, when the power went out, I kind of was like, it'll be on any second. hours later, it wasn't on. I kind of had on my butt. It's cold, and my snake is probably freezing to death. So wow. I just got to wrap him up. I was like, all, right, all I got is body heat. But yeah. then we were kind of keeping warm in the car. We kind of, like, went into the car during, like, some parts of the day, turned on the heater, charged our phones. It was a learning, humbling experience, for sure. I uh, Definitely. Um, you know, I got so many friends and family in Texas that it was all over my feed, and and I was uh, really thinking about all you guys, you know, while that was going down. I bet everybody's going to be prepared now, and the next one doesn't come for fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, honestly, we it was kind of like when the lights turned on, maybe just like, you know, 60 hours later, like I said, it's just get a pencil, get some paper. Yeah. Let's make a list of uh, some stuff we might need. Yeah. If yeah. this ever happens again for any reason. And on top of that, well, right after that, now they've decided to open the state up again, I see. Um, yeah, man, that's it's kind of wild. You that, know, that is wild. Texas stepping right out front. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, the biggest the baddest they say, but shit, you know. I think it's uh you know, well, everything's opening up and it doesn't mean you don't have to. Um, you know, you you know, no one's forcing you to not wear a mask and that's kind of where my stance is. I, I still have mine on me and I'll take the protection it gives me. I know how to wash my hands, I know how to not touch my face. And uh, you know, I'll just keep bumping elbows with uh with everybody. I work at a grocery store, so I've kind of been front line center since day one a wow. year ago when the shit went down yeah man smack dab and so i've kind of i've seen a little bit of it all so <clears throat> what's how have you guys been holding up during all this as far as your band you know we've been locked down for an entire year now um and i see you guys got some new material coming out so i guess you were keeping busy huh uh, yeah, we really were. So in one sense, right when the, uh, you know, a year ago when the world shut down a bit, uh, we had just finished some real quality time in the studio. We were recording here in Austin at the Bubble Studio with a uh, Grammy-nominated producer, Frenchie, uh, Christopher Frenchie Smith. And Frenchie was really doing some great things with us. Uh, we had some really great studio sessions with him. And as we were wrapping it all up and kind of preparing to drop maybe like an album or a short kind of like, uh, we were going to do a full length or maybe, what do they call it, like a short EP? Yeah. The world shut down. South by was not happening. And so all of a sudden we kind of were standing with all this material and we, didn't, we, were all, we had to change our strategy. We had to kind of like, we took a couple months off to kind of see, hey, you know, let's let this thing blow over, see what happens, see where we are in four or five months, see where we are, and, you know, after that, eight, nine, 
nine months turned to 12 months. We started getting back together kind of slowly just for our own sanity. We were kind of not playing music together. That was kind of bumming us out a bit. I stayed kind of fast dead practicing guitar, trying to learn as many new things as I could. But we started getting together and started like jamming some new stuff and kind of discussing what's like, well, here we are in this music industry that was already changing. Now it's changed even more. How are we going to act? What are we going to do? And I think we just kind of determined that releasing a single at a time and kind of putting a little bit of momentum behind that a few months apart would not only convey the idea that we're busy, that we're working, but would keep us, you know, busy and working. Right. Yeah. Something to work. That's the new business model. That's the business model now for sure, man. I see a lot of people going that way and I think it's good. You know, uh, with my band, we dropped an entire album in August and it just kind of came and went, you know, if I would have gone the single route, we'd still be releasing out, uh, you know, singles right now, kind of keep the continuity going, but, but you live and learn, man. Uh, so do you think COVID prevented you from dropping the full album? Would you have dropped the whole album you think instead of going this new single route? You know, in a way we were kind of discussing whether or not to, uh, to keep releasing an album. So if we had done the album route, it would have been our third full length album. We had, um, one record, Voices Out of Nowhere, is full A and B side thing. And then we did a self-titled thing maybe a year, year and a half after that. Uh, and then we were like, well, that's what we know. That's kind of all we know how to do. You pick one song out of the bunch. You kind of throw your momentum behind it. You shoot a video, and then you release the whole record, and you kind of see what happens. But we just kind of took a step back, kind of watched what other people were doing, and we're like, you know, why fire all our bullets at one time? at one target when you've got a batch of songs, we can turn these into multiple bullets and shoot them at multiple targets. And all of a sudden it's not so hard to do everything at once. I feel kind of like stretched out. Each each single can have its own artistic uh, concept as well, you know, as far as visuals and stuff. And I think that that makes your Spotify artists look really cool when you're scrolling through all these singles and they all have different artworks and shit. It's more engaging, you know. You got more visual stuff to share along with your audio as well. And yeah, I just I just agree. So uh, let's let's talk about your band for a little bit, man. Can you give me like a brief history of Day Eater for anybody that's listening that may not be familiar with you guys? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, Day Eater kind of formed at the, uh, so around 2015, 2016, and we've been trying to be Austin's loudest psych trio, featuring um, best one-handed guitar player in Texas, that is myself. And um, we just kind of, you know, we're like a psych kind of trio. We got three-part harmonies, the riffs are heavy, the drums are thick, the bass is as fat as it's ever going to be. And we're just kind of doing like that old school Hendrix, Zeppelin, The Who type rock in your baseness. I agree. It's like uh, the, uh, been too the, long since something like that's been around. And the harmonies sound great, man. Um, have you guys, um, so are you from Austin originally or you're from Corpus Christi, right? Yeah, I'm from South Texas, Corpus Christi over by the uh, by the dirty water in the Gulf. Yeah, man, this is how I've been running in some of the same circles with you, because I've lived back and forth in Corpus Christi growing up. I have family down there as well. And, uh, oh, no kidding. 
I remember that's how I met John, and that's how I got uh, that's how I uh, really John introduced me to all you cool people and and these great bands that I've been meeting along the way. And um, yeah, do you remember when they would do the music walk down there on Star Street, or they had the art walk oh, on yeah. Fridays? And um, so Ryan from Cave Girl, they had this spot on the corner right there across from. Um, the House of Rock, this big parking lot. And they had these shows every um, art walk, you know, it was their location or whatever, and they were handling all the bands. And I guess Cave Girl kind of just came to an end, and Ryan approached me, and he's like, uh, you know, if you want this spot over here, man, you can have it. So you can set it up every, fr every the first Friday, you know, you can book whatever bands, you can do whatever you want over here. And I, I had a PA system, and I had a van, so I used to load my gear up, and I'd go set up, and I'd book all the shows, man. I was even going to um, Del Mar, man. I took Bissell's class, uh, sound recording no technology. Shit. Yeah, dude. And I, wow, man. I would put, like... That's just a small world. It is, man. I would, like, uh, I was even putting, like, posters on the on the hallways like you want to play the art walk you know with the little tabs you tear off and email me and shit you know <laughs> old school dude and then that's how i met up with john and then through john i met like robert stoner and then and that was then, a great guy yeah stoner invited me they were doing hey hold on a second i gotta let my dog out <laughs> They were doing a um, open mic at like uh, I think it was called like Tango Tea Room or something like mm -hmm. a, a cool little vegan tea place, and um, then I started playing a lot up there. I'd bring my drums, and then John come up there. We ended up starting like a White Stripes cover band for a little bit, dude. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and then Ryan reached out to me to play. Um, um was it Blood Nasty? I mean, no, what was the other one? Bully Bash. Yeah, yeah, Blood Nasty, wasn't it? Yeah, we played Blood Nasty. We also played the Bully Bash. That's the first oh, one. Oh, the Bully Bash out on the farm. Yeah, shout out to the Bully. Yeah, that's man. right, man. I was so out of my mind that night. Yeah. You know, I remember you, <laughs> you, you were blowing me away, man. Thank you. You were man. like the the shining god I had been the guitar hero god I had been looking for. Yeah. You showed up with like your YSG and just was like, whoa, this yeah. is this is the guy. John had been telling me about you. We definitely, like, we spiked everybody's drinks to make it seem that way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man, whatever it was, it worked. Hell yeah. Uh, that was definitely that, magic. That was such a good time, and that was my first time really meeting all you guys, man, and I didn't really know what to expect, and you guys blew me away as well, man. And uh, so, yeah, and I'll try to catch you guys, and we met up again at the Blood Nasty Fest. That was a lot of fun. Um, are you involved? It, uh, it trips me out that you knew Ryan like that, man. Like Ryan is a part of uh, a band in town now called Naga Brujo with my younger brother. Mm -hmm. And me and my younger brother used to be in a band with John back in the day, and that's how we kind of all met. You guys were the Mumps, right? Yeah, we were kind of like a little punk, thrashy little group of minors, man. We were not even twenty-one at the time. Hell yeah. Bunch of no, Motley kids. I, kinda, I didn't know that about you. I, I knew a little bit about you. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, man. I figured while I was talking to you, because I, I, I knew, and I wanted to kind of close the circle in a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, Ryan has come to my house a couple times, and we hung out for a little bit when I was living down there in Corpus, man. So 
Brian's uh, a badass motherfucker, man. He's a killer fucking drummer. And he plays the drums like backwards. So that's like Yeah. What? Cave Girl was uh when I heard Cave Girl, I was like, Oh yeah, this is my kind of shit right here. Yeah, I miss those guys. I miss Dell. Yeah. I haven't heard from him. Shit. Over he got married, years. man. Yeah. Settled down, huh? He got married. So your new song, man, um Sweet Earth. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Like, is that what it is? Sweet Earth? Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That is that's the new the new tune that we uh are choosing to kinda of throw out next. It's called Sweet Earth. Recorded it right out of the bubble. That's sick, man. So what's that studio like? The bubble is kind of like it's a, it, 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 I've been in a few studios, I haven't really been in that many, but efficient. Man, yeah, it kinda of costs uh you know, a penny to record there but you show up and really all you have to do is play the song we recorded in a big really nice live room drums guitar bass we did some scratch vocals just to kind of have um and it, uh, the, the way the way Frenchie works with uh whoever he has engineering and uh working in the studio with him it's amazing the shorthand that they use and the efficiency. They just kind of crank it out. Our guy it was a uh, Frenchie and Christopher Mencia was uh, was in the studio working the controls, and they just, you know, Frenchie was like, "Hey, Chris, can you take this attack off the toms at this part?" And Christopher was like, "Hey, I'm already doing that." And Hell yeah! It, it was it, it yeah, kind of blew my mind. We were there, we were on the clock, and they know that, but they also know that they're trying to turn out something really good, and they just got it down, man. Frenchie's ear is really really good he's got a really good head on him and it turns out it 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 still blows my mind like how thick the results were in such a kind of short amount of time it does sound really fat dude like i was trying to think of what to compare it to and i don't even know like you guys have a very unique sound um what so you said that like your influences are like hendrix and stuff is there anybody that you would can like uh you know, relate your music to? Like, what band, when you try to tell people who you sound like, who do you say? Well, I used to kind of, you know, say it's like, oh, we're like Hendrix or The Cream. But people have said that we're kind of more blue cheer meets like MC5 molested by the monkeys kind of thing. Yeah. We do the harmonies and not a lot of, not a lot of bands do that. Right. Yeah. And we do real close three-part harmonies on a lot of our songs. And we trade off lead singers. Like if Landry on the drums writes a song, he's usually the one to sing the lead. And we, Chris and I will work out harmonies around that. Likewise, if Chris writes a song, he sings it. I just so happened to have written Sweet Earth and I got to sing the lead part on it, you know? How is that process for you guys doing the harmonies, man? Is it pretty? Does it come pretty natural? I'm sure you've had to work at it. Uh, yeah, it is kind of a thing. But to be honest, the way it works out is... Um, it's all Chris on the bass, man. He's got the uh, he's got the ear. He kind of grew up in like a classical background. His father was like the uh, orchestra director, I think, at um, like the uh, the kind of private little school he went to here in Austin. Yeah, and so he was just kind of always around music, and his ears really developed. So when I come to him with like, "Hey, I've got this idea." 
this is it. And I kind of sing out my tune. He's, he's like, that sounds great. What do you want to do with it? And I was like, well, I need harmonies here. I want harmonies to do this and that. And he's like, okay. He kind of puts them together tells us what to sing around what's already going on and makes it happen. Really? How great is that to have that? It's really like the fucking ace in the hole, man. Like, ah, shit. You know, it, yeah. I couldn't, I could put harmonies to something, but if they're not always maybe uh, quote correct, right? Or yeah. they're not like conventional, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, I'm not looking to zappa out of the box. I want kind of something that people can familiarize with and mm-hmm. latch onto, be mm-hmm. attracted to. The vocals are the biggest thing. Um, you know, you guys got really big vocals in your songs. And and progressive too. I mean, there's like three parts to this song, three or four different sections of it. Yeah, um, I, I I can't remember exactly these days because now it's been well over a year since I even wrote the song, let alone recorded it. But it did. It has a couple parts. It's got the uh, what we call it opens with the electric sunshine bit, and then it's got this kind of transition riff that'll go into the sweet earth middle piece. Which and then great. it comes out it. with the uh, let your love be heavier than the stone kind of part. Yeah. And I really like that bit. If you're uh, if you're listening close and kind of tapping your foot, it's got a measure of 5-4 in there that I thought was kind of yeah, cheeky. You, you guys you are definitely changing it up. Um, <clears throat> let your love be heavier than the stone. Look out your window. See what you've grown or something like that. I like it. Yeah, dude. yeah. I like it a lot, man. Um, the sweet earth part is super catchy, bro. Yeah, you guys, I was going through your whole thing that you got on Spotify, man, all your songs on there today while I was working, man. uh, You guys got a lot of hooks. Uh, Thanks. That's kind of, that was one of our things. Like early on, we kind of, we're like, well, we need hooks. We we really like the Pixies. We really like Nirvana. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just like, that's where, write a song, but then grab them with the hook. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for noticing <laughs> no problem man i uh you know I, I try to listen to everybody's band if, but it's hard sometimes you know just to, there's so much music out there sometimes i just got to make myself sit down and check out somebody's entire you know discography appreciate you man giving us ours uh giving us a run through there's a there's a lot to uh there is and there isn't a lot to i think to sift through in one sense you know we've kind of put out more then, uh, then maybe a band that's only been as around as long as we have can do or has done, but we kind of threw it all out at once, and now it's like a different ball game doing it, you know, drop by drop. I dig the message behind the song too, man. Uh, I've been watching this crazy documentary series, "Can't Get You Out of My Head." Have you seen this? <laughs> have you heard of it? No, no, no. My coworker recommended it to me. Yeah, it's wild, man. Well, I won't go too much into it. I was hoping maybe you'd seen it, dude, because I could draw some uh, parallels between it. It's just basically about, well, it's telling the story of uh, individuals, how we came to this individualist society, and then, uh, but the things that people have done for money, like in corrupt government and shit like that. It's a, it's very crazy. It's on YouTube, man. They keep pulling them off, but people keep uploading them. It's like a six-part documentary. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude, uh, there's a lot of parallels between, it's like, what have they done to the earth, you know what I mean? So, 
when I was listening to your uh, song, it's I've been watching this documentary all week, so I've been like in this zone. And then your song came out the other day, and I was like, hell yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> what what have I, they know, done I, to the earth, Jesse? <laughs> that's what you know. That's kind of what I wonder, man. Yeah. And it's you know, not every day am I kind of fortunate enough to be uh, inspired to write a song that might be so relevant to a lot of people. But when I had the idea for Sweet Earth, man, I started working at like the grocery co-op, and there's like a vegetarian frozen dish kind of TV dinner that rolls through. The company's called Sweet Earth. And when I just saw that, I just thought, like, Sweet Earth is, like, a, such a endearing way to address our planet. And it's like, well, what have they done to the Earth? Our fair sister, our protecting mother, what have they done to Sweet Earth? Yeah. And I just kind of rolled with it, man. Kind of the electric sunshine bit kind of rolled out. But I knew that that wasn't, how the song starts wasn't how I wanted to get the question, what have they done to Sweet Earth, out. And it takes that middle bit coming in to kind of really get there, I think. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I like the progression of it, how it just keeps going and going. So what's coming down the pipeline for you guys in the near future? Are you going to get out there and start playing shows soon now that they got things open? Have you guys been approached for any shows or anything like that? Um, you know, we, there were a couple of venues were asking, kind of checking with us, see how we're feeling about playing indoor gigs. And we're a little on the fence, but like, as of, you know, talking to you right now, my guys have appointments to get vaccines within the next two days. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, you know, talking, you know, with the three of us, how comfortable we feel going out. Um, that's kind of what they were looking for. It's kind of what we were looking for. And uh, so the next step is being taken, and um, we're going to take the next step and kind of start going out there slowly, surely. Because we we're sitting on a lot of merch, man. We got like some 45s, a lot of cool t-shirts, and a lot of cool designs. So and the way to get that to the people is at the show, I think. But let's all be, you know, kind of cool about it. Let's all be responsible. You guys are kind of like the psych scene, man. Like um, Day Eater, Bougainvillea. Uh, oh, no, fucking Bougainvillea, man. I forgot about those guys. Um, who else? Um, Naga Brujo. That the Nogs, yeah. Naga Brujo, our sister band. So how does... Um, I know there's a lot of like stoner rock coming up, and you guys all kind of mingle around. I mean, I know you and John are good friends, and... They're, Holy Death Trio. Yeah, Holy Death Trio is blowing up right now, kind of in like the stoner world. And I was talking to him when I had him on the show because I know he's real tight with all you guys and the scenes are kind of different. Since you guys are all friends, are they, are those two scenes starting to intermingle? Because I know there's a whole stoner rock thing over there with like duel you know all these kind of bands oh, american yeah, sharks yeah, well, and stuff duel. yeah the, yeah absolutely uh so there's uh like green beard i mean you could go on and on uh there's really yeah, yeah, too, too many for me to even think of right now <laughs> uh do y'all does your scenes kind of intermingle or is are they totally separate well uh you know it's hard to say these days uh we're hoping to kind of like spread the love, if you will. 
I don't think that we kind of fall into like that stoner jam kind of heavy. Uh, maybe it borders on doom. I mean, our guitars are tuned in E flat, and that's about as low as I think I'm willing to go. Everyone else is kind of like in D standard. Right, but there's but, definitely um, there's room in that genre for the psych rock. You know, psych rock is, a, is a big part of stoner rock. And I think it falls under the umbrella. That's kind of what I'm feeling, man. It's like you know the what a, what are the stoner jam people doing that the psych people aren't doing? You know, it's, we're all smoking weed, we're all eating the magic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I kind of think that it is kind of like benefiting another. It's bridging gaps and merging genres in, mm. you know, ways that I think new people coming to the scene are really looking for. They're looking for something new, they're looking for something different. And keeping kind of like the scenes a little ambiguous, I think personally, it gives me a, like a drive. Like I see, oh, Holy Death Trio is doing something like this, or Nagabrujo is doing something like this. Well, I should try to do something like that. And then they kind of have, yeah, we play, I feel like we play kind of catch with like, who's got the biggest creative idea now and who can top it in like a friendly competition kind of way, you know, because we're all working together. Mm -hmm. We're all doing it. That's so great that you guys have that mentality and that you have uh, these other people to bounce this, this kind of uh, friendly competition, this momentum, you know, uh, and it hel I think it helps the scene in general because, there's no there's no lulls there's no dull period like if you guys just dropped a single you can push that single for a month and then you know the next month you're kind of chilling out getting ready to drop another single the next month well while you're on the down you know while you're on the down low that's when the next guy drops the next single you know what i mean like you said playing oh, yeah, catch man. back and forth absolutely it's like uh absolutely so that definitely keeps the the momentum in the scene, and it's, it probably keeps you guys motivated to keep working and keep creating and stuff, I imagine. Yeah, and I mean, not only that, but we're like, you know, so we're starting to get bills back together, and all of a sudden you have like a bill of like psych, stoner, doom, blues, all in one night. And so it's kind of like a way to meet new fans, a way to get new fans, and a way to kind of like step out of your comfort zone, if you will. Yeah. And open up, you know. I like band or I like going to gigs where the bands aren't all the same. It's kind of a little bit of variety in the show. You know, uh, we keep our our music is all over the place. It, it kind of fits under the stoner rock moniker, but we go into some punk rock stuff and we get kind of psychedelic sometimes and and then we even do some blues stuff and Sometimes we'll be playing shows that are more catered to like the punk rock audience, and I'll arrange the set list accordingly. Do you ever do anything like that? Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. We uh, back in the day, we used to kind of do. Uh, we would play with bands like Warm Suicide, yeah, and I know that. Um, like Burn, uh, the Burn Band, Sniper Sixty Six. We play at like a, what used to be our home venue, Kick Butt Coffee, here in Austin. And it's kind of been taken over by, like, the punks, the thrash scene. And anytime we would be thrown into a bill like that, it's like, all right, well, let's kind of, let's pull back on the lovey, hippie songs, and let's hit them with, like, we got, you know, rough tracks like Mr. Three and Acid Tongue that just kind of bang, 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 hit you in the face. Right, absolutely. And then, uh, it was it's, it's good to have that in your band, man, because if you're playing, like, a more bluesy show, I mean, I'm sure you guys could just play blues for hours. 
Um, so when you're mixing the scene or um, everybody's mingling around, I think that benefits everybody as a whole. Yeah, it, it makes for a more entertaining night. And ultimately, that's what people are going out for, to be entertained, you know? And we're oh so lucky if, you, you know, at the end of the night, we get a fan, somebody buys a shirt, somebody drops a five in the tip jar. I mean, you know, we're not quite making a living from this yet, but we have been able to kind of, like, sustain a tour. Right? Last, uh, maybe two years ago, we went on uh, kind of like a Central Texas we went through Oklahoma, Kansas, and touched into Missouri with a, a band called Jeff and Everybody. And they kind of took us through Kansas, their hometown, and we made all kinds of connections out there. And we've just been eager to really do it again. It was so much fun and such a great time. Yeah, man. I'm, but, I I can't wait to just go see some live entertainment, man, have a good time, but not feel weird about it, you know? I don't want to... I don't want to make people feel weird by inviting them out to a show or, you know, anything like that. It's such a, it's such a strange time right now, man. It is kind of a gray area, man. You want to uh, you want to pack the house, but right now a packed house is considered deadly. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, yeah. you, know, you want to do what you can, but you want to do what you can for the people who are coming out, you know, we help wanna, them, help you. We want to kill them, but not literally, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to them knock them dead, but not for real, though. Hey, one more <laughs> thing I want to talk to you about, man, and I'll let you go. Uh, what's up with the um, Day Eater Day? You guys got your own day? We do, man. If uh, memory serves me correct, it's January 9th. Um, so officially, uh, I'm sorry, it's January 29th. And officially, it's January 29th, uh, 2019. But, uh, you know, that day rolls around every year, and every year we celebrate it. They threw a, we had a big, we threw ourselves a big show at the Mohawk that day. Um, the mayor publicly announced that it, it proclaimed that it was day to day. We have a proclamation from him. I saw that, signed, man. That's notarized. Right. How do you go about doing something like this? Well, to be honest, so we were working with the kind of PR guy, a uh, local PR guy in town. His name is uh, Jonathan. I can't remember his last name, but he was, his PR company was called Zeta Royals. And basically, his story was that he used to be, back in his day, he used to be, um, he's still kind of a young cat, man. But maybe like 20 years ago or so, he was in a band. He did his kind of thing. And then he went to he went to law school, man. He learned the law. And he learned how to navigate legally through contracts and deals and partnerships and stuff like that. So after, you know, after his band did what it did, he started the year he, you know, joined up in this business, opened up this business to uh, help other bands to kind of like succeed and navigate their own kind of way. And so when we were working with him, he was kind of really taken by us and we were working out a deal to kind of see what he can work out for us. And he's like, Hey, I got you guys day to day. And I was like, Holy shit. That was quick. Wow. It kind of it was, yeah, within like less, it felt like it was a week or so of working with them. He was like, Hey, how do you guys feel about this? And we we're like, Oh man. Is this what we have been looking for? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, like, kind of, you like, get kid go back to it, but then the world shut down, you know? And yeah. so, uh, I kind of, we kind of, I don't have as much contact with Jonathan anymore as I did. Kind of, you're all kind of doing what we have to do to survive. But there's people out there, man, who will, like, believe in the project, believe in the, the sound, the goal, the image, and 
yeah, back for, you up on it. <clears throat> that's amazing, man. That's a, that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, we were really we were really fortunate that happened. I'm on the fence about going out there to that Tower of Power thing, man, uh, on the 27th this month down in San Marcos <laughs> to go see. That sounds so rad. Yeah, man. I think I want to go, man. Uh, I'm really debating. So if I do come down there, are you gonna you go you planning on going to that show? I'm kind of trying to work it out, seeing like how long it takes for me to be there, yeah. to get there from Austin, and then how long it'll be to hang out, like check out the show. Mm-hmm. I can't just you know peep it and then deuce. I gotta say what's up to to Will. I gotta say what's up to John. Yeah. And then you know, kind of factor all that time in. How much time it's gonna take me to get back? I usually work the morning shift at work, so if I'm not there by 7 a.m., yeah. gotta be somebody to open the store. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse's passed out somewhere, fucking with a keg. They got a couple kegs out there. I heard so. Yeah, uh, the hard part is like hard part is getting to work in the morning, man. I got no problem throwing it down and. Yeah. No oh, man. But well, once I'm there, I'm there. I can paint eyes on my eyelid and fall asleep at the register. It'd be all right. <laughs> Well, shit, man. Uh, like I said, I'm not 100% sure, but if I come down there, maybe I'll run into you. And if not, it's good to talk to you, brother. Likewise, man. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm planning on making it out there. I'm trying to get out there. But, you know, if I don't see you, I'll see you soon enough. Yeah. We'll all be seeing each other. We will, man. I am holding it down on the Phoenix front, dude. So when you guys get ready to come out west, just holler at me, dude. Shit, yeah, man. Likewise. Yeah. We're here in Central Texas, the good old music capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in the future, man, with uh, everything reopening and stuff. I just want everybody to uh, to be comfortable, and, you know, it, it's a weird time right now, but we'll get, we'll figure it out. That's what we do. Amen to that, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. You want to um, tell everybody where they can reach you guys at on social media and stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, we're out there on dayeaterband.com, uh, D-A-Y-E-A-T-E-R. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, TikTok. We're doing the dang things. Nice, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Jesse, and you guys have a good week. Hey, man, likewise. Uh, much love to you and yours, dude. We'll see you. All right, later, brother. Peace. All right, that was Jesse Lee from Day Eater out of Austin, Texas. Be sure to follow them on all social media at Day Eater Band. And check out their new song, Sweet Earth. As a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and play it for you guys right now. So here we go.